if your uh, presence, if your personality is important to what you do. And, and I would make the argument that for 99% of businesses, that is important. This is Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast, Episode 27. You're listening to Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast, brought to you by the fine folks at Response Suite. It's a dark and stormy night. No, it's not. It's about three o'clock in the afternoon when we're recording this, and it's a very lovely day, actually. I was just about to do me owl sound effect. Oh, uh, okay, I'll do it again. <clears throat> it's a dark <laughs> and stormy night. <laughs> you sound like you've got your trousers caught in the door or something. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are in another episode of Three Marketers Walking to Podcast. It's a pleasure to have you here with us. Thanks for joining us, friends. I'm Rob. This is Kennedy. Hello. From Response Week. Indeed. It's lovely to be here again. Now, uh, a few weeks ago, we were... Um, uh, Robin Hood, Robin Hood, riding through the forest, weren't we? Went to Nottingham. Oh, yes, Nottingham indeed. Nottingham. We, we attended a lovely event by a previous podcast guest, our man, oh, Biz Paul. Yeah. Yeah, and he invited us along to go and like just have a bit of a chat with some people, marketed live. And what a lush guy he is, Paul, isn't he? Yeah, really, really good. Really, really good. Well, while we were there, we met one of the keynote speakers, a guy called Chris Strub. We did. What a nice guy. He is the first guy in the world ever to live stream and Snapchat in all 50 of the US states. Mm. There you go. You can't do that between jobs, can you? No, that's, I mean, that's a hell of an achievement. And he went around and he did lots of volunteering work and all sorts of, uh, of good things. Yeah, he's, such, he's, he's one of those people who's really into like helping. He's very community-based, very out there. He's much more of a, like a bloke than I am, like, or, or you are, to be honest, Rob. Uh, I mean, he's, uh, he's like out there and like doing stuff down there. He's a bit bare grills, wears a cap and all that stuff. Has like facial hair and makes it look good. Rob, Not just, just any cap. cap. Cap with his little logo on it. Is it? Does it have his logo mm-hmm. on? There it's you go. The, uh, the I am here pose, which I'm doing. You can't see because you can't see you. And the, yeah, I'm doing I am, the I am here pose. You'll see it over at his website, which is teamstrub.com, if you want to go and check that out. So we had a really good chat with him, and he said, could I come on the podcast? And we're really excited to have him on the podcast. But before we get there, if you haven't already taken out your free 14-day two weeks trial of response suite to, and seeing why it is so many people are making the switch to response suite from their regular provider of surveys and quiz software, then you should go and do that now because there's just no risk. Have a, have a look at it, build yourself a survey and see how you can start micro segmenting your list so you can send much more targeted messages to every single person. And of course, make more sales and keep more of your list happy so that don't unsubscribe. So today we talked to Chris about Instagram stories. Of course. The stories element of Instagram specifically, which is obviously still relatively new. I think there's lots of people are not really using it as as much as they should be. Mm -hmm. So we really talked about what it is, where does it fit into the business, what's the point of it, what should you do, what shouldn't you do, uh, and some really interesting stuff. So uh, Chris is going to share all of his insights about building both a personal brand and also your company brand, but with personality too, which is obviously very important. So let's have a chat to Chris. Chris, welcome to Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast. Thrilled to be here, fellas. Let's do this. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get into that first question, which is, I really want to know why Instagram stories in particular are so important and what they really actually allow us to achieve. Yeah, no, I think Instagram stories are that great, warm, sort of soft middle uh, in between this idea of... um, permanency, right? So Instagram started as this grid-based application where everything that we posted to our friends and family uh, needed to be perfect, right? And then we had the, the, pendul- the pendulum sh- sort of shift from a social media perspective to live video, right? Every- everything's got to be live and super authentic and in the moment. And uh, so that really opened up uh, a lot of um, 
vulnerability for creators, for people using uh, those applications. Instagram stories fall somewhere in between, that you have that opportunity to create uh, content in the moment as you're on the go, on the move. It doesn't have to be perfect, but you do have the opportunity to you know, change the filters a little bit, put some text on there, tag your location. So I, I love the idea of using Instagram stories as that, that sort of compromise between that uh, hyper photoshopped perfection that we're so used to on social media and the everything live in the moment, you know, no makeup, no editing, nothing like that. It's, it's, it's a nice in-between spot. Yeah, it's a sort of way of mixing up that newsfeed, isn't it, from just being that, I'd say, sort of formulaic thing. So how do Instagram stories and the content we post there differ from the stuff we post on Instagram as a regular post. So sometimes, for example, you'll see people will make an Instagram post and they'll also take the same thing and share it on their story. Sometimes it's a thing that, like you say, is just live and in the moment, it's just on their story and it never appears in that permanent grid. So like, how do you decide, okay, great, I'm going to take this picture and I'm going to post it to my, to my profile or I'm going to take this picture and I'm going to post it to my story? Like, what's the difference? I think that really depends totally on the user and what you're trying to accomplish. Um, on Instagram. So um, over the last few months, I've become a lot more choosy with what I put uh, on my grid. I, I personally uh, choose to use my grid as sort of a portfolio, right? So if you go on my Instagram grid, you know that you're going to see um, that highlight reel as I was just referencing, right? You're, you're going to get a ton of value. It's going to be a great overview of, of what my career has sort of been, uh, the travels I've taken and so on and so forth. Now, I think Instagram stories gives you a lot more freedom and flexibility to post that day-to-day sort of action, right? So uh, you'll see me walking around um, sharing content from my travel, sharing content from uh, the day-to-day behind the scenes. I just posted right before we came on this recording here that I'm jumping on a podcast recording, right? So I I wouldn't put that particular piece of video on my grid because it wouldn't be timely in the future, Um, but I would post something that says, check out this uh, podcast because that is sort of timeless and um, worth having up there forever. So I I think most importantly, fellas, the the real answer though is that it totally depends on what you're trying to accomplish with your brand or business. There is no right or wrong answer. I think that you can share stuff from your grid to your story. I think you can go vice versa and put content from your stories onto your grid. I, I really just, I hate being looked at as sort of the definitive source, you know, that that my, it's my way or the highway. I think you have to use social media in a way that makes you happy and achieves the objectives that your brand, your business is all about. Do you know what it is? I've never really thought about Instagram in that sort of way. Almost you're sort of saying, sort of reading between the lines and totally putting words in your mouth here, Chris, but almost like your, your actual main feed itself, that main sort of landing page, that homepage, that main Instagram bit. What's the official word for that? Feed profile. Profile. That's the one. Yeah. Almost becomes almost like your, your full profile, it's, all, it's, it's rather than just being about your profile being a little what you call yourself at the top and the link and stuff, that sort of timeless stuff is almost like your main feed and your main profile, whereas the stories is basically what's happening right now, which is not timeless. I think that's really, really interesting. And also, I'm so, how often should we be posting to Instagram stories? Is that something to be effective in terms of for our marketing outcomes, of course? That's what we're, that's what we're talking about here. To be effective, should we be posting every day? Otherwise, we're going to lose it. Should we be posting every hour, multiple times a day? Like, What's the right sort of balance? Sure. So I hate to give you guys two answers here, but I know we met last week at Marketed Live and on stage I talked a lot about the psychological side of social media, right? So when a a question is phrased that way, how often should we be posting 
um, really to any platform, uh, my, my gut instinct says to post when you feel comfortable and when it makes you happy and when it achieves what you're, what you want it to achieve. You know, when, when we look at what the objectives for these, uh, the apps are, Right, and so the, the the correct answer from a, a marketing perspective, and again, we're we're on a marketing podcast, so I should be giving you that response first, is that you want to try and post to Instagram stories at least once every twenty four hours. You know, the algorithm is going to reward you for being there constantly. It's going to surface more of your content on a long term basis because you're giving your time and your attention to Instagram, and ultimately, that's what Instagram wants. But we're not here for, you know, uh, uh, unless some of your listeners are, are getting paid by Instagram uh, to, to be present there, um, that's not your objective. Your objective is to deliver content to your audience um, and to entertain, to educate, to inform, uh, to be communicative with your fans, to stay on their radar on an ongoing basis. I love, I, I prefer to post, you know, a story at least every day. But again, if that is pushing you to a point where you feel uncomfortable, where it's, it's not healthy for you to try and keep up with that ongoing tide of content that, that the internet feels that you're, you're being, it feels like it's pushing you forward, um, then relax. Take a step back and evaluate what your capabilities are, how much content you're able to create on an ongoing basis and make it work for you. Love it. Can you give us some kind of examples as to kind of the, the, the sort of content you should be posting to an Instagram story? So obviously you've already said, and that makes a lot of sense, that it's kind of stuff that's live and in the moment. Maybe it's stuff that's kind of timely. Like it makes sense to say, I'm about to jump on and record the three marketers walk into a podcast now, but it might not make much sense later. So that, that kind of makes sense. Can you give us some examples of the kind of content you would post to an Instagram story? Sure. So I love using the phrase surfacing value right? So I think that Instagram stories gives you this unique opportunity to surface value uh, from other places. Um, You don't need to create content natively in Instagram stories. Now I do quite a bit um, because it's easy for me uh, and I'm pretty comfortable on camera, but a lot of people aren't as comfortable putting themselves out there as, as you know, the three of us are to to be honest with you. Um, So uh, using screenshots, using uh, photos that you might've taken from a a trip or a a conference you attended um, or an important day at work, you know, you can find value from your other platforms. Let's say you you're focused on using Facebook live Um, use a screenshot or take some screen recordings and share some clips uh, from the other content that you're taking and use Instagram stories as a way to bring people um, to the value uh, that you're looking to create um, on the channels where it's most beneficial for your brand and your business. And I, and I would also add to that, I think you want to take advantage of the tools um, within Instagram stories to uh, collect as much information and be communicative as you can uh, with your audience. So the, the tools like the, the polls where people can vote on a, an A or B choice, or you can use questions in Instagram stories to ask open-ended questions of your audience are incredibly valuable ways for you to learn more about what it is your audience is looking for from you and for you to be able to craft a content strategy moving forward. I love all of the cool sort of stuff. And I, I, to be honest, I, I am really quite a novice with Instagram stories. Like the, regularly, the only reason that I find out you can do stuff is because I see people like you've done it. So you know, I'm like flicking through Instagram stories and suddenly I see somebody's got something and it's got like, how does, how's he done that? And then usually we ask Grace in the office, is this a thing? And Grace like rolls her eyes and goes, yes, lads, that's been a thing for ages. <laughs> that's yeah. really how it is. 
one of the big things that a lot of us sort of get hung up on is the how many eyeballs are on our, how many views we get, how many people are actually watching our stuff. It's the same with Facebook Live as well. But I know specifically for Instagram stories, your your really your real forte. Um, how do we increase the interaction and the engagement we actually get on those stories? Sure. Um, so there's a few different ways to do that. Um, the the simple answers are to use things like uh, tagging your location. So, you know, I visited uh, London and Paris last week after Marketed Live, and you're able to, as a creator, um, tag your location, your geolocation, um, on the post that you're putting up there. And in theory, Instagram is going to surface uh, that content to other people who are looking for uh, content that is tagged in the same place. So, you know, you go visit the Eiffel Tower. You want to add that story, uh, add that photo to your story, um, but you also want to tag the fact that you're either in Paris or you're at the Eiffel Tower or you're at the, the River Thames, uh, wherever you might be. And in theory, Instagram is going to deliver that content to more people in that uh, local area. That's a great opportunity for you know brick and mortar businesses. And I talk in my Instagram stories course as well about how I think that's a huge opportunity, a growth opportunity for Instagram in the next six months to maybe 12 to 18 months is really highlighting more of those location-based stories because we are so interested in seeing what's going on in our neck of the woods. But I, I, I honestly think the better answer is going to be crafting content that is engaging and interesting and interactive with your audience using aspects like the questions feature or the polling feature, and then making decisions on what sort of content you're creating in the future based on those answers is going to demonstrate to the audience that you already have that you're listening and that you value their input. And people notice that, right? You develop a good reputation uh, when you are um, able to be responsive um, to what your audience is asking for. And, you know, we talk so often about wanting to ignore the imposter syndrome, right? It's not about the number of views that you have. It's about the, the quality of the views, who those people are, how deeply they're impacted by seeing your content. We're, none, of the, none of us on this podcast, no offense to you guys, we're never going to be the most popular or have the, the most views or listens or downloads or anything like that. But what we can strive for is being the most impactful um, to those who do choose to listen or, or choose to watch or subscribe to us or follow us on Instagram. So um, I think that's really the most important focus is valuing the input and valuing the engagement that you are getting from your audience and it will grow organically from there. I love that as well. And it's really all about, you know, that answer is all about, to summarize, giving people absolutely what they want, finding out what they want by asking them in the first place, which is something obviously we're massive about here at Response Suite, uh, but also just, and, and then giving it to them so that they're going to engage with the content that is most engaging to them. So that's really cool. Now, we're going to take a little interlude here, Chris, where we're going to play a little game, something we like to do on the podcast. It's very simple, a simple game. Uh, what's going to happen is uh, my colleague Kennedy here, hello, that's him, uh, he's going to sing a song. <laughs> Right. He's going to sing a song, and if you've listened to the episode before, you'll know what's coming. Uh, he's going to sing a song, but he's going to do it in the style of a traditional British club singer, club and pub singer. And that means the words are somewhat disguised. Uh, and so he's going to sing the song. <laughs> I've chosen the song, right? He doesn't get any say in it. Uh, he's going to sing the song, and uh, the lyrics are on the screen here. And then at the end of it, we'll ask you to try and guess what the song is. It's a well-known song that is within our era. So uh, take it away. That, that, that's it. That's all I get, huh? 
these are getting more obscure. Like, I would never have got that. <laughs> Chris. You, got, you guys do know this is my first time outside of North America last week. I, I, I was expecting some, <laughs> some Lady Gaga or, or some, some wonderful uh, American Christina Aguilera or Britney Spears I mean, this, this or something. Actually, but, this is American, this song. Oh, uh, well, uh, I mean, that, that's a big help then. I, honestly, <laughs> I have... We, 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 he did choose one that you, you have a good chance of getting. As in, well, as in, as in, you'll have heard it before. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps not quite so beautifully performed, though. I, I, well, we'll I don't. Out your misery at the end of the episode. We don't worry tell, about that. Tell you at the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Dragging this furiously, kicking and screaming, back on track, talking about Instagram stories, and already I'm sort of seeing some really patterns taking place here. Um, what, what, what would you say in terms of? <laughs> do you recommend using Instagram TV and posting the replay of that? Those live show, those sort of live shows we'll call them, and onto your story. And what are the benefits of doing that, disadvantages? What's your feel on that? So Instagram TV, I think, has been, uh, in my opinion, a major flop. Um, I, I would not recommend at this point uh, any business really trying to develop uh, an Instagram TV strategy. Uh, I just think it's not really blossomed the way that Instagram uh, and the team at Facebook thought it would. Mm. Um, now, that said, do I think that there's a place for uh, surfacing pieces of long-term content that makes sense for your brand, your business? Absolutely, right? So, it, you know, if you're doing a, uh, and I see a lot of podcasters do this as well, guys, that there's these apps out there where you can take little, uh, you know, 30-second clips of your show, uh, put them up there uh, onto your Instagram story, and that's a great way to tease your audience to come find you uh, at the place where it makes sense for you. But I don't think that that place, uh, in my professional opinion right now, is IGTV. You know, I, I think it would make sense to take a clip from your YouTube channel, from your Facebook Live, from your Periscope, from even your Twitter videos. But IGTV uh, is not on my list of recommends at this point. Okay, that's interesting uh, to go against against the grain there because obviously there's loads of people who are coming out as suddenly the new IGTV experts. And uh, so it's really cool. That's really refreshing to hear that. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> so here's the thing. Like, how do you effectively represent your brand in these stories? Because here's the thing. Obviously, you're, you're a person, but you're also a brand. And likewise, you know, like for example, me and Kennedy, we are two people. Who, who represent Responsory, our company as a brand. So I guess like what's the balance of like behind the scenes content in your life? Like oh, I'm just about to jump on a flight to Paris. I'm just about to do this thing. What's the kind of the balance between personal content and business stuff? And how do you make sure you're really representing your brand right? Well, you know, if this Responsory thing doesn't work out for you guys, I think you have a future as uh, pub singers. You know, I think that's really the, uh, that's, <laughs> that's the backup career for you guys. Um, no, seriously. Um, is the career. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think for me, uh, Instagram stories has been a great way to show that sort of behind the scenes look. Um, but I do think that it all depends on what you're trying to achieve with your brand, your business. Some people aren't going to be comfortable um, showing that, right? But I, I think what we've seen... Uh, evidence of over the last few years is that the more uh, authentic, the more behind the scenes you can show uh, with your audience, the deeper they're going to connect with you. So um, I think it's really, especially if your uh, presence, if your personality is important to what you do. And, and I would make the argument that for 99% of businesses, that is important, right? People want to do business with people, right? People want to go to their favorite restaurant. They want to go to their favorite stores, um, whatever it is, because they want to connect with the people that, that uh, are represented by that brand. So Instagram stories, at, at least for me, I found that, uh, you know, in, in encountering friends around the country and now around the world, um, it really 
shortens that gap um, in terms of trying to understand who you are, right? Like if, if, if we watched each other's Instagram stories for a couple of years, you know, we jump on a, a conversation like this, it really, it, it shortens that, that, that gap between who we are in real life and who we are uh, in our digital presence. And I think every brand in 2018 and beyond should be focusing on trying to eliminate that gap and just trying to be authentic to who they are in real life. It's really interesting. Just by getting, getting those lines and treading those lines as, as sort of as carefully as possible and also being aware should instagram stories have an actual call to action because obviously we're here because we're building our businesses we're building our brands ultimately because we want to make sales or certainly want we want to have a brand value depending on what your model is so should these instagram stories have a direct call to action actually driving a sale and i suppose what i really want to know chris is where does instagram stories fit within the sales process and how do you move people to the next step I think this comes back to setting your goals as a company, right? So if I'm you guys, I'm, I'm looking at, you know, what am I trying to accomplish with all of the different types of content that I'm putting out there? Not just on Instagram stories, but why am I spending time on Twitter? Why am I spending time on Facebook? What, what is the objective that I'm trying to achieve from a broader social media perspective? And then the content that you're creating, I think, should uh, all funnel uh, in that general Direction. So when you ask, should Instagram stories have a call to action? Uh, the answer is maybe. Um, I, I think sometimes it's, it should and sometimes it shouldn't. But I do think that uh, rather than just using, using it as a, uh, as a playground or as a, a, a place to relax and, and have fun, I think it's okay for your content to move your audience in that general direction. And the last, the last question you guys asked, uh, you know, I mentioned teasing the fact that you have a podcast, right? I, I mentioned the fact that I was going to be on a podcast for me. That's part of my brand, part of my business is that I want you to be aware of what I'm doing. I want you to follow my travels, you know, day to day. For you guys, the idea that you have a podcast is part of the, the sale, right? So I would, if I were you, I'd be mentioning, okay, setting up for the podcast, you can show me some behind the scenes, you know, maybe um, take a screenshot of the questions you're going to ask and, and black out a few of them and, and, or better yet, use Instagram stories to ask like which of these two topics you know, should we talk about which one of these, uh, you know, old Irish songs should we try and stump Chris with on the podcast today, right? Stuff like that, that allows people to interact and engage with you, but also be on the same page with you as to what your business objectives are. It's basically saying they're not completely generating the content, but they're informing the content, which really allows people to feel like they've got a say, doesn't it? I love that idea of, uh, I love the idea of user-generated content as well and allowing your Instagram stories to demonstrate the impact that your content is having on your audience. You know, it's really easy now when people tag your account for you to share, kind of like a retweet into your own Instagram story feed. And that's a great way to demonstrate the, the impact and the depth that we were talking about before. So um, do I think that your, your IG stories need to have a call to action? Not necessarily, but I do think all of the content that you're creating on every channel should at least be uh, in, in one of those broader objectives uh, that you set uh, before you even open up your phone for the day. Yeah, that whole sort of almost like retweeting thing into your story is the thing I've seen recently and got very excited about that. If somebody posts about the fact that you're doing something, you can share that. It's really cool. Now, obviously, one of the things about Instagram stories, whether you consider it a limitation or a great thing, is that obviously it's, it's timely. You know, they disappear every, is it, I think it's 24 hours, right? I think so. Anyway. Every 24 uh, hours, yeah. Yeah, so every 24 hours it's gone and that content's disappeared into oblivion. Is that the case? Uh, is there something else we can do with that content? What, what, what's next? Can we repurpose it? Can we do anything else? Yeah. 
Oh, for sure. So if you go on my, my YouTube channel and my Facebook page, you're going to see dozens and dozens of examples of Instagram stories that I've created um, over the years. So there, there's one way that you can sort of store your content long-term. More importantly and more relevantly, uh, I think one of the most seismic changes, one of the most important changes to Instagram as a platform uh, was the introduction of Instagram highlights as well. Uh, that was uh, six, seven months. It was earlier this year where uh, brands and individuals can actually create highlights that pin, so to speak, to the top of your, your profile, uh, actually above your grid. Um, and you can use that, that real estate to create, I think it's up to 100 highlighted stories that show off the best of what your brand or business is about. So even if you're not creating stories every, every day within a 24-hour cycle, you can still have stories content that's available um, for your viewers to see. But the other point that I would make real quickly, guys, I, by the way, I'm so sorry I drone on. I know these answers are supposed to be, to be quick, is that the average lifespan of a piece of content on social media is much less than 24 hours. When we think about the algorithmic tide um, that all of our content gets sucked into, you think about the average lifespan of a tweet being just a matter of minutes, right? Even something that's in your Instagram grid, we think that it lives on forever, but really how many people are digging back through your, your posts from even a month ago, right? It, it's mostly about what shows up, uh, what surfaced to you through the algorithm. So the fact that something that I would have posted 23 hours ago is still top of mind uh, for you or your listeners um, that are going through this now is actually a much longer average time span than the typical piece of content on social media. So that, that 24-hour time span, it's kind of counterintuitive, but it is actually quite a long time for your audience to be directly exposed to what you're, you're offering them no, uh, on that amazing. channel. It certainly isn't droning on. That was, I mean, that, that is, I don't know. I mean, Rob and I just looked at each other like thinking, hang on, we never really thought of it that way, that the time span, that, 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 life, that the lifespan of something on social is so much shorter than we think it is. And like you say, no one's going to scroll that far back, especially on our Instagram feed. They want to know what's been happening most, most recently. The thing is, some people will scroll back and some people will dig through, which is why it is nice to have some of that stuff saved Right, if you guys created the best story that you've ever, yeah, 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 yeah. But th that's why I'm saying Instagram highlights are going to be a great way. Let's say we meet at a bar again, you know, at another event or something, and you guys want to show me what what your uh, your best podcast clips are or whatever it is that that is most evidentiary of your best work. Um, it's really nice to be able to have that right there on Instagram so that people don't have to hop off the platform and go dig for it. Right, that's why highlights. You know, when I when I go through my my Instagram stories course. Highlights are the very first thing that I talk about because I think they're such a critical piece for brands that do put in a lot of work or put in a lot of energy to create one particular story. Now that story can be the most important thing on their profile and it can even be, if they're not creating stories all the time. Found, and literally you highlight it right at the very top of those things. Massive, massive takeaways there. We're going to now slip nice and easily into what we affectionately call the quickfire round. Hey, hey, you don't want to miss out on more of these fabulous nuggets, do you? Make sure you subscribe to the Three Marketers Podcast now on your podcast player. Question number one, the quick fire round, Chris. What would be a book you'd recommend? Real Artists Don't Starve by Jeff Goins. That's, the, that's interesting. You're the second person I've ever heard talk about that. Yeah. It's, it's phenomenal, guys. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's, it's that good. Number two, what is your top success habit? Maybe something you do daily or weekly? Uh, exercise. 
constantly. Uh, keep your mind in the right place and uh, your content will follow. That's a great piece, that you know, mind-body thing. And who do you look up to? I look up to people who have fully moved on from imposter syndrome. And what are your favorite apps that you, that you think are super cool right now? So I'm going to give you guys three. I know this is a lightning round, but I love Skip Lagged. Um, it's a great way to travel uh, on a budget. But I know our theme today is Instagram stories. So I'm going to give you Cut Story and InShot. They're two really wonderful tools to edit video uh, that'll allow you to really be super creative in your Instagram stories. Most important question of the entire time we've spent together is who do you like more, Rob or Kennedy? Sorry, Kennedy. Gotta be Rob. Get in. What? It's the red hair, I think. It's the red hair. That's it. <laughs> Finally, where can folks <laughs> go to find out more about you? At Chris Strub on Instagram is a great place and teamstrub.com. Excellent. And of course, we'll put all of the links to everything that Chris has mentioned in the show notes, which you'll find at blog.responsesuite.com forward slash 027. Now, of course, we also have to uh, put you out of your misery, Chris, and answer the conundrum uh, as to the song that uh, Kennedy was singing in the style of a club singer earlier on. Yeah. It was, in fact, Backstreet Boys, I Want It That Way. Oh, geez, I knew it. <laughs> I'm sure everyone knew. That's it. what they all say. That's yeah. what they all say. Uh, <laughs> I was more of an in sync guy, but nailed it. Nailed it. Thank you guys. Wasn't that lovely? Excellent. Really, really good. <laughs> and do you know, I, I'm going to make a determined effort to start using Instagram stories better because I think there's some really good insights in terms of what it is. I think there's a really lovely psychology that he talked about, about the fact that that, that is happening right there in the moment, as opposed yes. to a little square thing that happened yesterday or the week before or three yeah. days ago, is it's happening right now in the moment. And it's like a live invitation. If you think about it, if you look at celebrities who obviously build enormous profiles on social media, mm. you look at your Kim Kardashians of the world, whether you love her or hate her, you think about if you're a, if you're a mega fan of a celebrity, the ability to actually step into their life in real time. In real time. You go to a concert and you stood waiting for the concert to start and suddenly the Instagram story from the dressing room. Like That's a really exciting thing. Yeah. And I think Instagram stories really gives you the ability to leverage that power and that thing to build your tribe in a stronger way. They really do. And if you haven't already, we'd love to read what you thought about Chris and his interview and your experience with Instagram stories. What's your resistance? What's, what are you finding is a challenge right now with your Instagram stories? Or what have you had great success with? We'd love to read that out on the next episode of Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast. If you'd leave that as a comment slash review thing on the old iTunes, we'd love to read it out next week. Give you a name check and let us know what your website is and we'll give you a shout out too. You can also get in touch with us on all the social media platforms. Just find us over at Response Suite. You'll be able to see what a smashing job Grace does of our Instagram story over at the Response Suite Instagram. You'll also get to see us generally making a fool of ourselves. Thanks for joining us again, friends, and we'll see you next Monday. Don't miss a thing. Check out the show notes at blog.responsesuite.com.